So what are we here to talk about? I don't know. You're you're supposed to be the creative one. Come up with uh, all the good ideas. <laughs> you're the podcast producer. Produce. Yeah, I can produce something. Cool. If you tell me what you're doing. Well, on August 11th to 12th, 2023, I will be dipping my toes, actually my whole body, into Lake Ontario and will swim all the way across. Just a man, a Speedo, Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah, literally. One of the rules is you've got to wear a Speedo. <laughs> it's going to be a great photo opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's, a really tired dude in a Speedo yeah. on Maryland Bell Park Beach. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. By the way, I'm Avery, Jason's wife. And I'm Jason, Avery's husband. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. So let's talk about why we're here. No, this is a very bad. And okay, just let me think of my podcast brain. Mm-hmm. You uh, suddenly parched. You can edit that out, right? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so you're going to swim across another lake. Wow, just jumping right into it. Um, yeah, yes, I am. I'm going to swim across Lake Ontario, 51 kilometers of non-stop swimming okay so i mean just in case i feel like there could be some people out there who don't know about your swim across lake huron just give me like the quick background why did you do it when did you do it how long did it take you all those things yeah i mean the why i would say mostly at the time was um hearing stories of people uh, having cancer and fighting cancer and families going through other family members fighting cancer. Um, and then also just, I was 23 years old and um, was wanting to start working and trying to apply for jobs and just had people telling me, you're too young, you can't do this. And uh, swimming across the lake was something that I always wanted to do. And I was tired of people telling me that I couldn't do stuff. And I decided this is something that nobody else can tell me I can't do. It's something that I can put a plan together and do. And I did. But I mean, how does an idea like that even occur to you? Yeah, I guess I, I glossed over the, uh, the, you know, the part that really brought it all together, which was um, my grandfather, when he was 50, had done the same swim, uh, 65 kilometers across Lake Huron, and was something that I had always looked up to and um, aspired to do one day. And uh, and yeah, that uh, year when I was 23, uh, decided that was going to be the year. Well, the previous year, the following year was going to be the year because um, I had to do a year of training. Do you remember your grandpa swimming across the lake? Like, do you remember being there? Like, do you remember any of that? I mean, you would have been what, like four? Yeah, I would have been yeah three, three maybe four. Um, yeah, I would have just turned four. So no, I don't think that I remember 
any of it. I've got a picture of me blowing out candles on his cake for his 50th birthday, but... Oh, like on the beach? Uh, yeah. yeah. Or shortly after? Shortly after, yeah. <laughs> Do you, did your family, though, talk about the swim a lot when you grew up? Or, like, how did you... Was it, like, lore? Or was it just something that you kind of knew about on a surface level? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. Like, I can definitely remember talking about it as a kid and talking about it at school to friends and then when I was on the swim team as a younger kid um, talking about it to them and then we did a relay swim as a swim team across Lake Huron when I would have been I think 12. And so when you did the relay swim how long would you have swam? I've got a log of it somewhere but not long like you know, 20, 30 minutes at a time kind of thing. Nice. Okay. Okay. So tell me a little bit about like, okay, so when you decided to do that swim, what was everyone's reaction to that? Um, Mixed bag of reaction. Um, Grandma and grandpa were, well, grandma, I think was kind of chuckled a little bit and didn't think I was serious. Grandpa uh, told me to go out and get a wetsuit. He'd pay for it. And then, yeah, there's, a, you know, a mix of support and haters, um, you know, people that would say that you can't do it or would ask, have you done it before? And when my response was no, uh, then they would think, well, what makes you think you can do it? Or they wouldn't believe that I was going to do it. But um, that didn't matter because I knew I was going to do it. Well, and if you know Jason Kloss, you know that the number one way to get him to do something is accuse him of not being able to do it. This is true. Yes. Not that I use this around the house. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> tell me about the actual swim. I wasn't there for it. I met you like the week after. But what what was that experience like? Like, what was it like driving to Port Sanilac? What was it like getting in the water? Like, what, what was that whole experience like for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was awful. Um the drive to Port Tantalac was nice. We had a coach bus that was donated to us, took us across, had a good laugh with the uh, with the border um, agents who, when they asked why we were coming across and, and told them why, they were in a little bit of disbelief and laughed and, and basically told us to get back on the bus and have fun. Um, but yeah, the, the swim itself was hell. Like it was awful. Um, the first 10 hours went really, really well. Uh, then night hit and teeth started chattering because I was cold, um, falling asleep. I threw up for 20, 30 minutes throughout the swim, um, fell asleep multiple times, woke up underwater, popped my shoulder out of place. Um, but yeah, I had a goal in the back of my mind and a, a vision of the the finish line and I just kept pushing through and and I was determined, so. And so you swam from Port Sanilac, Michigan to Grand Bend, Ontario, and that's 65 kilometers. Yep. And so, I mean, I think a lot of people would have a hard time conceptualizing, like, what is swimming 65 kilometers? And you can't touch a boat, right? Yep, correct. To be officially have crossed, well, you're not supposed to be wearing a wetsuit either, but like to officially have done it. Or how does that work? What's What's the deal with the wetsuit? Yeah, so it'd be what's called a an assisted crossing, I guess, in in a sense. So basically, 
to do swim Ontario standards, you have to not wear a wetsuit. Um, but yeah, there's no touching the boats. Um, I was fed on the end of a six foot stick with a little ring and a Dixie cup in it where I would drink my food back or water back and then keep swimming. So treading water. Yeah. And it was, uh, start to finish not getting out of the water. I've seen videos of it, but you arrive on the beach and like, what is that? Like you've been swimming for, what was it? 26, 26 hours and three minutes. So you get out on the beach and, and what, I mean, I I can't imagine that you were very conscious. I mean, you became unconscious, I think at some point, but like, what was that like actually reaching the shore? Can you remember? Yeah. I, I, well, there was two times that I, I, I thought I was reaching the sto- shore once when I actually was reaching it, but then another time when the sun first came up and I could see the shoreline and I started sprinting, um, because I thought I was really, really close. And I just saw out of the corner of my eye, the the Zodiac um, boats speeding up beside me and people waving their arms. So I stopped, started treading water. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, we're almost there. And they said, <laughs> they said, no, you've got about another eight to 10 hours left. And I remember, remember feeling quite uh, defeated at that point. But the second time when I was actually close to shore, um, I mean, it was definitely a bit of a blur, but I can remember uh, thinking in the back of my head, the one thing somebody told me is kick your feet like you've never kicked your feet before because otherwise you won't be able to stand. And so that's what I did as I remember kicking my feet really, really hard um, to get the blood flowing back down in in my legs. And then, yeah, I I stood up and hobbled out of the water. Again, nobody could touch me until I was completely out and then sat down in the, uh, um, the the paramedic's chair and got checked out. When we met a week after your swim, I think one of the very first things you showed me was this C- <laughs> was this CTV video of you. Pat- I remember you very clearly were like in your room, you're like, let me show you this video. <laughs> it's like you passing out while being interviewed for CTV News London. <laughs> Um, and I feel like we'll talk about Adi, but like, I feel like that's what really stuck with her is the, like that moment. But, uh, what, what was that like after how did your body just kind of like handle being up and moving again? Yeah. I mean, uh, I felt fine. The, the paramedics checked me over. They, you know, they cleared me and then, yeah, I, um, I walked to the shore to do an interview with TSN and, Stood there for a couple minutes. They I, they asked me a couple of questions and then my eyes just rolled in the back of my head and I, I fell over. And yeah, it was one of those few moments in life where I will probably ever push myself to that limit of literally giving it everything I have um, to to hit a goal. Super impressive though. And let's talk about, I mean... You gave up a year of your life, really. No, no drinking, no dating. You were like 23. You spent every weekend in the warmer months with your grandpa swimming in the river, swimming at the pool, running. So from my perspective, like you were kind of like, I'm not swimming again. Like you were just went from kind of like swimming every day, swimming across the lake, and you're like, I'm just not going to be a swimmer. And I think the funny, to, from my point the point of view, the funny part was everyone was like, oh, the swimmer. And you're like, I don't even swim anymore. 
So tell me about like that 10 years where you almost like swore off swimming and why you did that. Um, yeah, I think it's just very easy to fall out of a, a habit for one. And then life gets busy and you get a girlfriend and get a girlfriend, <laughs> get married, have a kid. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it was very much a, a big part of my identity is the swimmer. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, it just, life got, uh, life got busy. And I mean, you'd swam enough for a lifetime probably. I did swim enough for a lifetime. Yeah. Like this, the swim was one thing, but the preparation to, to do the swim is one very lonely to raising money for charity is, is a lot of work. I, I did a whole bunch of little micro events leading up to it where I'd have friends that would help with barbecues, sell t-shirts, do volleyball tournaments and things like that. But there was still a lot of coordination behind everything that we did. So it was a solid year of, um, yeah, to what you said, just training and mindset more importantly. Well, and also like event planning. I mean, you raised $22,000 for the Canadian Cancer Society. You can't, you, so you're training, you're doing all these things, and then you're also like hustling to raise money, right? Yeah. Um, raising money, um, working a full-time job. Um, yeah. All of, all of the things it was, it was hell. Okay. So let's get to kind of, and we're just like kind of going everything on a surface level and we'll do other episodes where we kind of talk specifically about different things. Like, I think we should talk about how we met. I think we should talk about, um, mental health. I think we should talk about all those things, but absolutely. after 10, 11 years of like really not swimming at all, like you swim a little bit before COVID and then the master swim team got kind of canceled in COVID and then you didn't really swim after, after all the lockdowns kind of opened back up. But how did you get to swimming again? Yeah, I think the, the first step was the, the master swim club, like that got me back into it. And that um, was in like 2019, Yeah, 2019, um, I was about a year, not quite a year of, of swimming and then COVID hit and that got canceled. So my swimming just stopped. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, I didn't start back up again until June, July of 2022, um, where I got to a point where I just needed that back in my life again for my own mental health and, um, started slowly, didn't put a lot of pressure on myself, but just went to the pool, um, swam when I could swim and yeah, slowly started working my way up to longer swims more often and to where I'm at today. So I remember you coming home after you did a 5K swim in the pool, which for whoever's listening, when you were training for your first swim, five kilometers was the longest you swam in a pool before you did your swim across the lake. Yeah. Yeah, I did about 300 laps, but it was a 20 meter pool. So yeah, it was about a 5K swim. Semantics. Yeah. (laughs) But tell me like, what is it about that you're... That swim, you're in the water and you re- you're like, I'm just going to keep going and you get to 5K. Like, why was that so important to get to 5K swimming in the pool? Just, you know, one of your three day a week swims. Yeah, it was, I don't know. My brain works in a very funny way when it comes to challenging myself. 
I never get in the pool with the intention of swimming 5K. My goal in the morning is just get my ass out of bed and get in the pool because I know once I'm there, I'll, I'll, I'll swim at least a lap. Um, but yeah, I, I think once I was done that 5K, it was... I could just see the the similarities from the last time I did the swim. There was lots of stories and things that I've heard from a mental health perspective with other people, my own, you know, struggles and things like that. And just something that I, I just thought, just saw the similarities from a, a, a why or a reason to do um, another swim, which I had said that I would probably never do again. Well, you didn't say you probably never do it again. You used to just say straight flat, I'm never swimming across another lake. Because I used to ask you, people have asked you too, like, oh, when are you going to swim the next lake? And you've been very clear for many years, like, I'm not doing that again. So what changed? Uh, life, I guess. Um, just the timing. It's it's the right time. Um mental health issues are running rampant with you know young people old people everybody hearing these stories uh, i just wanted to do something and swimming's what i do so uh and and it's just like just the exercise in and of itself is calming for me and and brings me to a state of calmness and and peace in a, in a in a sense so it was just yeah just the the right time to to do something and i just said let's keep going with where i'm going and um and then i think i i told you over dinner the one night that i was going to do it for sure and you you smiled like you are right now and uh <laughs> said that's amazing <laughs> what can i do yeah no well because if i'm perfectly honest i always need some another like you always said no, and I was like, in my head, I was like, he's going to do it again at some point. I just didn't know when. But yeah, I think it's so awesome. I think it's so cool. I mean, you're just like a, a person of action, which is really admirable too. Like, you're just someone who's always like, you decide what you want to do and you just go for it. And that's something that not a lot of people have. So that's very cool. But tell me... um, where you're at now like what's the status of i know this time or you know what let's talk about what's different what's different this time there's a there's a big wetsuit si wetsuit size shape in this plan but <laughs> but what's what's different this time around uh this time around um yeah i'm doing a different lake obviously so lake ontario um and you swim from where sorry niagara on the lake niagara to on the lake to maryland bell park toronto It'll be an all Canadian swim, I guess, this time around. So I don't have to cross borders, um, w which can be nice from a logistics standpoint. I will not be wearing a wetsuit on on this swim. Uh, just a uh, very appealing little speedo. Um, goggles. And you have to go full brief speedo, right? Like you can't yeah. have you can't have long legs. A absolutely, yeah. It's it's I I don't know what the the uh the science the behind that is <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> reasoning <laughs> um but uh that is the that is the official rule and i've read all 70 something pages of the rules and swim cap and, and goggles um so yeah it will be harder to control body temperatures potentially but um 
you know, maybe this is the one uh, lighter side of, of global warming is the, the lake should be warmer now than it, than it has been in, in the past. And then, you know, the biggest thing for me is just uh, age. Um, I'm 12 years older than I was. My bones hurt more. Um, I have a kid that, uh, you know, takes a lot of energy and, uh, I, and then the other piece is just, uh, my coach, uh, grandpa is, is no longer with us. So, um, part of the inspiration for doing it, but also, uh, going to be one of the, the harder pieces is not having them there for, for support. Yeah. And I think that that's probably a whole episode too, talking about your grandpa and possibly it'd be nice to have your dad on and talk about that too. This time, one of the big differences is the reason you're going out without a wetsuit is that you can officially register a, a non-wetsuit swim with Swim Ontario. So why did you decide to go? Because you did not do it with Swim Ontario or you did not do a registered swim across Huron. So why why did you want to do it with Swim Ontario this time? Um, well, one, I think to, to swim Lake Ontario, I believe you have to do it through oh, do you? Okay. Swim Ontario. So that's that's one thing. Um for my swim originally, um, I just wanted to swim across Lake Huron in in honor of my grandpa and raise some money doing it. Um, so logistics were, and, and the fate of the swim, call it, were up to me and my volunteers, not up to to an organization. So that was nice to to have. So this is going to be different in, in that sense. There's, there's regulations. I've got a swim master that will cross with us um, and ultimately can decide the the fate of the swim if I need to be pulled out and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Let's talk about the cause just quickly. Obviously, you've talked about you're doing this for mental health awareness and um, you're going to raise money like you did last time. So just tell me about your goals. Tell me about who you're raising money for. And then, and then we'll talk about how people can help if they want to be a part of the swim or uh, help with some kind of portion of it before August 11th, which we didn't say the date of it, but August 11th is the is the swim to 2023. Yeah, so we'll be raising money for for CAMH. I've got a lofty goal of fifty thousand dollars, so fifty um, k for fifty k. Um, and that's the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. It's the largest mental health hospital in Canada. Yeah, and I'm um, the lady that I've been talking to there, Erin. I believe what she said. Don't quote me on this, but we're about 20 years behind on on research for for mental health um, issues and things like that. Uh, so, you know, that's extremely important. Um, but yeah, CAMH also is involved with um, dementia and Alzheimer's research as well, too, which is um, what took my grandfather's life. Um, so, so that also kind of brings it all full, full circle as well. Um, and then, yeah, just um, friends that have struggled with mental health um, and are still here and friends who have struggled with mental health and and are no longer with us. Um, so it's it's one of those things that you need to have a, a why for doing it and and those people are the are the why. What do you think what do you think is the hardest part this time? Is it and it, is it the same as last time? like is is the hardest part for you? has it changed? Ooh, um, I, I, I don't know. I think the, 
hardest part this time is I, I know what I, what to expect. Um, so I know what the, the swims about. I know what I have to, to do, to do it. And I know the commitment that it takes. And I know the next eight months of my life are going to be hell, um, in some respects. And I, 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 you know, I mean, it's also going to, you know, improve my, you know, physical strength, my mental strength and, and all of that stuff as well too. So there's lots of positives that will come out of it, but it's, it's, it's a lot of work, um, and a lot of time and dedication, but, um, most things worth, uh, worth doing take, take that. So. Okay. You've got three minutes to pitch whoever's listening on how they can help <laughs> with the swim in what capacity, what do you need? Yeah. I mean, um, we need boats. <laughs> so, you <laughs> boats, know, this boats, boats, boats. <laughs> um, this isn't just me swimming across a lake, but there will be support boats. Um, we have one boat locked down already, but I need a lead sailboat as well. Um, would be, would be helpful, uh, raising money, obviously and awareness. I think maybe more importantly is just advocating for mental health. If you're a leader out there, um, allowing your, your team, the space to be, I guess, vulnerable and, and know that they're going to bring those things to work. And, and that's not something that you should tell them to leave at home. Um, be supportive and then pacers is another thing so swimmers uh who have open water experience who want to come out and you know swim alongside me for 20 minutes 30 minutes at a time um because it's it is a very lonely swim yeah. and uh and it's motivating having that uh, that kind of support on the water just like a sense of community that you're not just like a dude in like with some boats that you can kind of see nearby <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's nighttime is a whole other probably episode, but yeah, it's uh, it's not fun for the people on the boats either. So <laughs> I, I'm not trying to not sell the volunteering, but um, so your parents got a little uh, white in the face when you yeah. <laughs> told them about this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so boats, pace swimmers, fundraisers, yeah. anyone who can help, you know drum up support anyone who wants to help on the beach uh when arrival or just like to have bodies in the beach i think just to have know that there's people at the end of the swim there waiting um that would be really cool too well we can talk uh in this podcast we'll talk about a bunch of different things i think we'll talk about mental health we'll probably talk about the people that you're doing this swim in honor of uh we'll talk about cam h uh, we'll talk about how you're training. I've got some great audio of Jason getting into an ice plunge bath for the first time. Um, we can do an episode where we talk about how we met and how it involves the swim. I'd love to do an episode with Audie, just like her little five-year-old brain and how she <laughs> how she's conceptualizing this because I think <laughs> she is like this one big hangout <laughs> yeah. about the swim. <laughs> yeah, she keeps saying to me, don't pass out this time, daddy. Don't pass out. Yeah. Yeah. I said to my dad the one day, the, the only rule that's changed this time is last swim I had said, uh, you know, the, the only reason you should be pulling him out of the water is because I'm dead. Um, so this time the rule is because now I have a, a five-year-old um, daughter is pull me out of the water when I'm almost dead. Um, <laughs> so. And I think that's a great place to stop. <laughs> 
we promise you'll bring you uh, very uplifting, um, but realistic content. So absolutely. Anyways, I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's going to be a lot, but it yes, it's going to be a lot. I just hope in the process you're able to protect your own mental health as well. Yes, I I have that at top of mind, and I am feeling really good. Good. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. More to come. Till next time.